Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you so much for listening today, and I pray your day is going well, and it's going to be a nice day, a nice week, and hopefully a great spring. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this great day. Thank you for a day that we can call upon you, a day we can have our lives touched by the power of the living God. Move in our lives, open our hearts. May we see you, may we see you very clearly, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we live in a world of hurting people. When you walk into a church, sometimes you look at people and what do you see? Oh, it's, they're wonderful people, they look good, they have it all together. Probably because I don't think many of us think very deeply about what someone's going through. If we look beyond the exterior, we may see people who are really hurting and troubled by family conflict, financial destruction, job issues, health issues, all sorts of things. The fact is people need healing in many ways. I've needed it. You've needed it. We all need it, and some of you right now that are listening are needing some kind of healing in your life. There was a guy that wrote an article one one time, it was titled, Would Every Non-Hurter Please Stand Up? Guess what? Not many could stand, because we live in a world that many times is flawed and full of issues. That is why so desperately we need Jesus, because everyone hurts. We must look beyond the exterior of people and realize people need the Lord and they need us to be a prayer warrior and concerned friend to help them through life. See, I believe God has blessed us with incredible caring people around this world and in churches all around us to help those who are struggling. I always tell my church, I'm so tickled with you because you always respond to the needs of others and seem to really care And we need people that care. It's one reason why people need the church, the body of Christ. We need people around us who will love us and see us through some very tough times. We don't need people around us to judge us and criticize us all the time. But we need people that will love us, pray for us, encourage us when we're down. The greatest way to break free is to bite the pride bullet and allow people to love you and to pray for you. See, we don't want to let people in. We don't want people to know that we're human. People know that we struggle, and so we don't ask for prayer. You know, we got to stop being concerned about what others think and start being concerned about what our Almighty God thinks. Remember Jesus' word in Matthew 11, words, he says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, And I will give you rest. I remember growing up, my father quoting that scripture all the time. If we could learn to do that, I believe we would see the power of God unfold like never before. You know, it's hard to get people to pray. You know, in churches, many churches, they have what you call an altar call into the service. We always give people a chance to come and pray. But the truth of the matter is, rarely do people come and pray. Now and again, normally what happens is they'll come to me after the service and we'll pray up front, which is great. But we have such an issue with pride these days that we don't want to pray. You know, with the altar should be filled with people just come and saying, man, I'm, we're selling out to God. We need your help. We need prayer. But we're people of pride, and we hold on to those things, and we try to handle them ourselves. As we continue our journey, we have been – I'm starting, and in, in this is the second or third time in the book of uh, John. We see all sorts of circumstances. And we see people being very real in the book of John, and that's why 
when a new Christian, they come to the Lord, we try to encourage them to read the book of John because it's about real people with the Jesus who touches their lives. In the fifth chapter, we see a man that had been an invalid for 38 years. It didn't talk about the depth of his disability, but it talked about he just laid by the pool of Bethesda wanting to get into the water when it was stirred because it was believed that the angel of God would come and stir the water and one could be healed. The first one in, I believe it said, would, uh, when, when studying this, could be healed when they get into the water. But he couldn't get in without help. The question I think we need to look at here is this. Do people really want to be healed? Do you really want to be healed of the infirmity that you have, the things going on in your life? I think that is a certainly a good question for us to look at. Some people think, well, that's dumb. That's an easy question to answer. But, you know, do people really want to be healed of the troubles? Because, you know, right now they're having, uh, they're having a lot of sympathy and getting a lot of attention. And sometimes I think people are just concerned about uh, just making it with everybody else's help instead of saying, God, I want to be healed so I can do it the best way I know how. Listen to the story in John chapter 5, verse 1 through 9. Sometime later, Jesus went to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, a blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One was there and had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in the condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to be healed? Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat and walked. Well, folks, Jesus had pity on him. Now, I, uh, when we were in Israel, we went to the place where they believed that was the pool of Bethesda, and uh, that was thought. And so we heard the story again there. It's so neat going to Israel and, and seeing uh, all that history. It's just incredible. But this is one of the few times that Jesus healed someone when he wasn't asked to do so. Usually people asked him, if you would just touch me, if you would just uh, help me. Jesus encouraged a man to make a decision, what he really wanted to do. And he asked him, do you want to get healed? Maybe he asked him that because the man had been in the pool so long and seemingly could have had a friend or someone get him into the pool, by the pool so long. The man didn't know who Jesus was, and he thought the pool had some kind of magical power, spiritual power. Some say, well, that's a weird question because everybody wants to be healed. And like I said earlier, folks, it's not necessarily true. If given an opportunity, some may want to stay with their infirmity so they can get some sympathy and receive some benefits. We live in a weird world where many people try to manipulate the system. So Jesus had a valid question. If he was healed, that meant he would probably have to get a job to live, and it might be a tough road. Who knows? We don't know. Some of you, most of you, or many of you may have heard of Dave Reaver, who is a disabled veteran who has shared across the world his testimony around the nation. He talked about a young man in the 1960s, early 1960s who did not want to be drafted, did not want to go to war. And so to prevent that, he went and had all his teeth pulled so he would be unfit to join the military and he would not pass the exam to get in. So when he went to take his physical, he was declared unfit. But you know why he was declared unfit? 
because he had flat feet. <laughs> he would have had to pull all his teeth. Sometimes people do the craziest thing. The first step in gaining something is to want it. A couple of doctors wrote a book called Happiness is a Choice. In the book, they said the psychiatrists cringe whenever patients use the words, I can't. They say that is just a lame excuse, so they insist their patients say, I won't, instead of I can't. I think most of us know that the Apostle Paul, what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4.13, he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. He didn't say I can do some things or some things I want to do. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. When one changes can'ts to won'ts, they stop avoiding the truth and start facing reality. And I think in life, folks, we need to face reality. It's important for each of us to have a clear-cut direction in our lives. There are many great people that you've heard about that have had a real direction in their lives. And I was recently reading, and I love to read, and I love history. History is one of my favorite things. I just like to know what's happened. My brother Dan has got into the ancestry thing, and he's been going back and reading our ancestry way back seven, uh, eight, boy, a long, long time ago, seven or eight generations back. Very interesting to see our heritage, and he had that test done. And I did not know this. I mean, we're mostly Irish from my father's side, but I found out that on my mother's side that we were 64% English and from Britain, and I had no idea. So, And then we found out some things that – that uh, we had got the we got from the Irish clan, and it was a Campbell clan years ago that went to the moved to Scotland and and uh, or Scotland Ireland. I can't remember which one, but found out a, some really interesting things. Found out one of our great 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 whatever she is, how far down grandmothers was John Hancock's sister. How interesting is that to find out uh, uh, where you're at? Well, I like history. And I was reading about in 1864, there's a man that you've heard of. If you study history, his name's George Washington Carver. And his story was he was brought, uh, he, which has brought an inspiration to countless people. He was born as a slave and had to live a tough early life. Carver tells this story. He said, while I was alone in a big barn loft, shucking corn to carry to the meal, a dear little white boy, one of our neighbors, about my age, came up, and he would, he would come up, and we'd play together, and he talked with me. And he asked me if I'd go to Sunday school with him. And I said, what is Sunday school? He said, oh, they sing hymns, and they pray. And I asked him what prayer was, and he tried to explain it in the best way he could. I don't exact, remember exactly what he said, Carver said, but he said, I climbed back into the loft, and I knelt by the barrel of corn, and I prayed the best I could. I remember I prayed several times before I quit. That morning, George Washington Carver became a believer, and his life was transformed from then on. He went to college, and when it wasn't easy for him to go to college during those days, became a renowned scientist who was considered the world's top authority on peanuts and sweet potatoes and their products. In fact, Carver developed over 300 products. His fame as an agricultural genius spread over the world. But more than anything else, George Washington Carver was known as a humble Christian, never hesitating to share his faith in God and the Bible and attributing his ability to God. President Roosevelt gave Carver the Roosevelt Medal, and it said this on the medal, to a scientist humbly seeking the guidance of God and a liberator to me uh, to help the white race as well as the black. 
I tell you this story because, you know, it's a guy that made a choice, and his choice had a profound difference on our nation. Lord bless you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.